What's up? Welcome to Build Your Tribe. Quick tip Tuesday. You're in for a treat because you get both of us today. We are here sitting together right next to each other in the same room. So I'm excited. It's a rare occasion. So today we wanted to share with you a suggestion that I think everybody needs to take because number one, life is short. Number two, it's hard to have a success in business. And if you have a success, it often feels like you have to top it or you have to create something new, have to create something better. And we want to talk to you today about taking that thing that you've already proven works and making it better. And this comes from the idea or the question, you know, like, hey, I just launched my first product or, you know, I have my first course out there or ebook, whatever it may be. What should I do next? Should I come out with a new thing, a new course? Should I create another product or should I double down on what's currently working? Should I improve on what I've already released and keep running with the success of that thing? That's what we're really going to focus on and talk about today. Creating something that works, creating a program, a course, a product, an offer, something that works is the hardest thing for most entrepreneurs. And once we have something that kind of works, we often feel this belief or this need to create something else that works even better. And we want you to look at what is working and just make that thing better. 2% better, 1% better, 3% better, 10% better. And if you can do that year over year, and we're not saying that you don't ever create something new, but if you're always improving that thing that did work and that does work, you're just going to have so much more success and you won't leave money on the table. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of merit and a lot of value into like improving your weaknesses and working on what you're not good at. But ultimately, really what we're talking about is just amplifying your strengths and improving on the things that you're already good at or that are already working for you. And that can really actually help you take your business, scale it and take it to the next level. So step one is to look at your branding. Look at the whole branding process. Look at your messaging. Who are you trying to reach? All right. Now, once you've figured out, like, who are you trying to reach? Are you actually reaching that person? Is that the person who's buying the product, service, course, et cetera, that you've created. An example of that would be Marketing Impact Academy for us. I always assumed that the person we were trying to reach already had a pretty successful business and wanted to scale it. And it wasn't until we had probably been doing this for about four or five years and really spending more time listening to our customers asking them what stage they were at, asking them why it was they invested in Marketing Impact Academy. It was only then that we really understood that it wasn't the person who already had, I mean, there are certainly people who join Marketing Impact Academy who already have a business, it's already successful, but the overwhelming majority of people were investing because their business wasn't successful or they hadn't even launched it and they had no idea where to start. And knowing that helped us to change our branding, our messaging, and to clearly identify the problem so that we could really make it very obvious to the person who we're trying to reach that we had their solution. So start with your branding. And I think something that's really important that you brought up there is really that there's a decision between two choices. When you recognize that your current client or your current student or customer doesn't exactly align with who you thought it was, Mm -hmm. then you have really two options. You can change your branding, your messaging, and really hone in to retarget, if you will, or you can recreate the actual course. You know, you can redesign it so that it does fit the people who it's already appealing to. That's a really good point. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's pretty much what we did with 
131, which we rebranded and remarketed as Phase It Up because we thought that what we were creating was something for a woman who really wanted a lot more science, a lot more integrative health information. And we realized that our customer really wanted long-term solutions in terms of like healthy habits. And she wanted to improve like all areas of her life, not just her weight. And she just wanted to live a healthy life from relationships, hobbies, spirituality, obviously her weight, the way she felt about herself, all of those things. And so like instead of throwing that away or creating a new program, it was understanding like, okay, how can we morph this program, fix the branding? Because we already have something that works, but how can we improve upon it? The next thing that we want to recommend that you do is have a friend or someone who really like knows nothing about what it is you do or what it is you offer. Ask like a grandma or an aunt <laughs> is a wonderful opportunity to do this with or just like a friend who's like, I have no idea what you do. Ask them to go through the sales process with you basically sitting over their shoulder. Yeah, I think it's funny that you said a grandma or an aunt because literally what I call this is the grandma test. Uh Like when you're defining your niche or the problem that you solve, is it so simple and understandable that even your grandma could understand it? She might not necessarily understand all the nitty gritty of everything that you're teaching. She might not be the ideal client, but can she at least understand what is the problem and what is the unique, valuable solution that you can offer? Like have them log into your sales page or wherever it is that your product, your course, your service is available. Have them take a look at it and say like, okay, what is this? Try to describe it back to me. What problem does it look like we solve? Why would you need this? What do you think it is that makes this product unique or better or unlike something else that's on the market? Like take them through that process and listen without judgment. Like try not to be defensive. You can feel very personal, but take them through their impressions because you're too close to it. And so are the people who already know about it. The people who love you and and know that you put your blood, sweat, and tears into this and know the ins and outs of the journey, they are not going to be able to give you that critical, sometimes painful feedback that you need to hear because customers are leaving your sales page. I mean, everybody, anything that you have that's successful, you have a conversion rate and there's a percentage of people who are leaving. Why are they leaving? Mm -hmm. And so with that in mind, we have some questions that we came up for you that you can ask yourself to, again, help maximize and double down on these strengths. Start first with the price. What does the price say about the product? Mm -hmm. Is it, this is a big investment and therefore it's a big opportunity? Is your price too low? Is your price too high? Think about how you feel after you get a $7 haircut versus knowing you could get a $125 haircut. Have you ever had a $125 haircut? Maybe once when I was like really young and I think you took me. No way. Yeah, you took me to get. Okay, I know that you took me to at least one really nice like woman's hair salon when I was young. Yeah, like maybe 45 bucks. Okay, well, as an eight-year-old, that's a pretty expensive haircut. Most kids are going to cool sports clips and getting a little buzz. (laughs) Okay, for the record, I have never paid $145 for haircut for myself or anyone else, but I know people who do. (laughs) And, you know, it's part of the whole experience. You sit down and the stylist brings you a glass of champagne. It's part of the process of saying that's where you have your hair done or that's where you have your facial done. You know, there's prestige sometimes that goes along with the price tag. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're buying a Louis Vuitton purse, 
you know, it's not even leather. It's not even freaking leather. But you just feel like, wow, this is luxurious because I just paid $2,500 for this purse. Like price does oftentimes tell your customer what they should expect in terms of value. So is your price too high? Is it too low? Is it just right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people, they hear price and they're like, oh, well, maybe if it's not selling a ton, I just need to lower the price and I need Mm -hmm. to discount. And I don't think that's necessarily always the right option. Mm -hmm. It might be for some people, but I think about, again, another example of our own businesses with Insta Clubhub Mm -hmm. and how currently it's priced at 27 Mm -hmm. and that price is going up within the next week or two. But we realized we underpriced the right. Insta Club up at $27 a month. It's something where the perceived value isn't really that high with everything that you get in the Insta Club Hub. You know, it's just it doesn't equate to $27 a month. $27 a month would be like, I don't know, a couple trainings from us or one live video, but it doesn't equate to all of the value that's packed in. So you need to make sure that your price actually reflects what your customers are going to be getting. Yeah, it helps with expectations. So and here's the other thing with price. It's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. You can always take price up, price down. There's lots of ways to do that. So, for example, we're taking the price of Insta Club Hub up to, is it 47 or 49? 47. 47. And so by the time you're listening to this, it it may be there. If not, you might want to check the show link and see if you can get in there at that crazy, ridiculous, super low price. But like just hypothetically speaking, if we raise the price to 47 and it doesn't change the type of customer we get, it doesn't make it easier for us to convey the incredible value of this membership and it's a bust, we can take the price back down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can do that. I don't think that we will, but we could also keep pushing the price. If we keep having the same conversion rate at $47, you bet your bottom dollar we are going to test the price at 57. And if it stays the same, then we'll test it at 67. You know, the going rate right now for a lot of memberships is $99 And they don't really even hold a candle, frankly, to what we do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny to think about this, but one of my very first ever courses, which Mm -hmm. was Snapchat for business, I think it was my second course I ever did. I tested about a bajillion different prices for that. Mm -hmm. The initial launch was like 19 and then it went up to 27 and it went as high as 99 or 97 and then it dropped to 67 until finally I found the sweet spot, which I think was around 57. But I think I tested at least seven or eight different prices over you know, a six to eight month span. We did the same thing with 131, now phase it up. Holy cow. You know, we started really, really high and just kept coming down and coming down and coming down. And sometimes you have to come down based on what the market will bear. So for example, with fitness, when I launched my first fitness infomercial, I think the whole like workout series, which was Turbo Jam, sold for something like $149. And that was a decade ago or more. And now fitness is so everywhere and so free that the infomercial that's running on TV right now, Pio, is the offer is a freaking free offer. We're trying to convert people, or Beachbody, I should say, is trying to convert people on Join Now for free. And the way that they're going to make their money is through upsells by, you know, getting people to join the annual membership. Mm -hmm. And that's because the market has changed. So they've had to bring their price down. Fitness prices, if you're in fitness, keep coming down unless you're offering something that is just revolutionary. And the fourth and final thing that we suggest, so if I'm recapping, number one was to check your branding. Number two was to watch 
over the shoulder of someone who has no idea what it is you offer. Watch them go through the customer journey. Number three was to ask yourself those questions. And then number four is to check your funnels. Now remember, your funnel starts with social media and that social media should then, the next stage of the funnel should be to get people into a freemium. And then after that, that freemium typically will lead to some sort of advertisement, sales page, landing page, something like that. Or a direct offer. Mm -hmm, Or a direct offer. And then of course, the final stage is the actual click to purchase. Yeah. So go through each one of those stages. Start with social. How well is your social targeting your avatar? Mm -hmm. Are you niching down so that the content that you're producing is really solving the problem or really appeals to the type of customer you're trying to attract? Do you need new freemiums? How well are your freemiums converting? Do they need an update? Is the page that they actually go to to enter their email address, you know, so that you have their email and can put them in your funnel, how well is that converting? Can you improve it just by changing the photo to a video or changing the call to action button from red to green? Like I see so many people's sales pages and their call to action button is pretty. It's on brand. It matches everything else on the page, but you will see a three to 6% increase in your conversions just by changing your call to action button to the traditional neon green, even if it blows your whole branding scheme, but it's got to stand out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that ultimately like the exact percentages and like, what's a good conversion rate for my email list or for my social media or my business. It's different for every business. It's different for every industry, Mm -hmm. right? But just generally you would want to make sure that you're improving these things. And even a 1% improvement across each and every single one of these levels of your funnel can make a huge difference to your bottom line. Hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, it it all matters. So think about it. If you could just improve your social media by 5% and then improve your freemium conversions by 3% and then look at your sales page and figure out like, how could we create a better sales page so that we're getting a higher conversion rate there? I mean, now we're talking a huge difference in your bottom line where you don't have to go back to the drawing board and create something new. But if you're routinely doing this the same way, I don't know if this is a good analogy for everybody, but a lot of times when you move into a house, you redecorate like one room and then you move to the next room and then you move to the next room. And by the time you're done doing like the master bathroom, you're like, wow, we need a new couch again in the living room. Like it's just a process and you have to constantly be looking at each and every one of these pieces and asking yourself, how do we need to update? How have things changed? What is the trend? How can we improve what we know is already working? Maybe the analogy that might make sense is like cleaning up and fixing Mm. roads. Like it seems like they're always working on roads. Like as soon as they finish one part of the freeway, they got to fix the other road, you know? But, you know, ultimately what... That's a good analogy. Thank you. Ultimately what we're doing is we're just talking about instead of reinventing the wheel, just improve upon it. From stone going to wood, from wood going to steel, like we're just improving upon the wheel to make it more efficient and to roll better and faster over time. And to make life a little bit easier because we don't want you to work harder than you need to. Mm -hmm. Work smart. Listen, it is our goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. I hope you love this Quick Tip Tuesday. Thanks for being here, Brock. And as always, happy networking. This edition of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by Instaclub Hub. What is it? It is a membership That means you log in and all of your lessons are there, but everything pertains only to Instagram. Full disclosure, we don't teach business funnels. We don't teach 
sales conversions. We don't teach email marketing. That is Marketing Impact Academy. But if you're like, my social media is at the root cause of why my business isn't growing and I know I need to master Instagram, well, you should check it out because we are giving people amazing results, like insane results, because we really have a great time studying this stuff. So check it out. Go to instaclubhub.com right now, and we keep you up to date and current. You will grow your Instagram. I promise you that. 